Hello and welcome to the Dad and Buried podcast. As always, my name is Mike, aka Dad and Buried, and joining me tonight is my co-host, Mom and Buried. It's nice to see you. Hi, hi. Once again, we are right next to each other. You may realize we have a slightly different backdrop. We're trying, we're experimenting. You know what? We, we don't rest on our laurels. We're just giving a couple of things, some shots. She's delighted with it. She loves the real quick, you know, makeshift, fly <laughs> with the seat of your pants, <laughs> set up, she's done throw shit yeah. together before we started you recording she wasn't furious at all right before we started <laughs> recording and giving me shit he has so much cleaning to do after this um, and i'm gonna do about 75 percent of it as always so this week we're gonna be talking about the things you wish you'd known about parenting before you became a parent um and frankly uh, uh i'm shocked that we haven't done this topic before especially because i got we got so many responses that we're splitting up into two episodes. Well, um, no, before we even got responses, I'm like, you guys never did that? Because, yeah. you know, I don't listen to this podcast, even no, when I'm on it. Doesn't. Certainly not when I'm not on it. And you, know, you should listen. You, you get some tips. You listen to yourself over and you figure out what you can do better. That's what I do every week. I spend a couple of hours listening to my old podcast and seeing how great I did. Well, that explains the 75% at best that you're putting into the other chores around the house. cleaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so look, it's a it's a hot topic, as they say. Um, nobody's ever called it that, but there's nothing. One of the the through lines of my entire online personality, um, which is very much a character and not at all what I'm like in real life. Almost exactly at this point, I feel like there <laughs> used to be a bigger divide. Only now it's narrow, narrow, right. narrow, narrow, narrow. That's Ooh. that's not a podcast topic. That's a, a marriage counseling topic. So. <laughs> One of my big things, as I started my blog, my Dad and Mary blog, which was the first thing I did a few months before uh, Detective Munch was born, and one of the things, aside from how having a kid doesn't have to destroy your personality and change your life, was that there's no such thing as a parenting expert. Nobody knows what they're doing. Um, and I think that's 100% true. And a lot of the answers that we got from this are from parents who maybe had some ideas about what it was like and then quickly were, were quickly disabused of those notions and realized that once you start to actually parent, um, you weren't prepared at all because there's no real way to be prepared. Um, and some of the responses we got are, are jokey and funny about, you know, what they wish they had known before they had their kids. Um, and some of them are really, you know, um, heartfelt and real about the challenges of being a parent and uh, how hard it can be. Um, especially when you come in with kind of certain expectations um, and that kind of thing, which which you quickly learn. Like I said, you get disabused. I like that term, disabused. Do you like it? She's not. She's not. A, she's not in a great place right now. <laughs> um, so we, I got a ton of response. We're going to split it up, and uh, next week, um, hopefully, Pete will be back um, to help tackle some of the uh, the stuff that maybe is a little bit more in his wheelhouse, like the marriage stuff is going to be. Mom and Buried's domain. She has a lot to say about how great our marriage is. Um, what's funny is this stuff about we don't really go into marriage. No, there's stuff a marriage. At all. We're gonna. Well, well, there's like you say, this isn't a marriage. No, no, no. But marriage in relation to parenting, right? So how you relate to your partner when it comes to parenting and that kind of stuff is a big aspect of being a good parent. Is being on the same page as your partner. And some of the responses that I got to this definitely go into that. But what's funny about this is. Almost everything that everyone said, I already knew. Like, I, I, I'm i probably the best parent who's ever lived. I knew everything beforehand, and everything that I thought was going to be reality quickly was dead on, spot on, right? Like, I'm probably the best parent you've ever come across. I'm the funniest person you've ever met. No. The best parent that you've probably ever interacted with in I, any way. Better than your parents, certainly. Please. 
<laughs> so look, we got a lot of stuff to get into. Um, some really, really good responses. I'm, I'm excited no, to talk about. No, I actually wanted to say something about that. About what? The whole you being a great parent thing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, no, no. About you, you feeling like you knew it all, da 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 da. Right? Like that's that's you. No, this, well, look, that was obviously a joke. It I had never even touched. No, a that's the what one I was time I touched out. a baby before I had my own baby, I dropped him um, on his face. My friend's baby. Face. I took the kid. I was holding him, and then like I'm like, what's this kid? Ten months old, and I just set him on his feet, and he went. Timber and smack. He was wearing a helmet because he needed one of those helmets he to shake his head. He wasn't 10 months old. You can't walk at 10 months no, no, old. He, he wasn't strutting about the place. No, no, no. He was about 9 or 10 months old. I just was like, this kid can stand at this point, right? And I just put him on his feet, not knowing that babies can't. He couldn't at that point. Or maybe he was younger than that is what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, is what I'm saying, yes, because some could. It was evident, though, throughout <laughs> these three <laughs> days with these these people that, Our the ba friends, that this parents, baby... Yeah. Could not stand, no matter his age. I it wasn't was paying attention. <laughs> Why would I pay attention to a baby? This is the thing. I went into, before I had a kid, I didn't care about babies. I still barely care about babies and or, it's like or the kids. first baby, yes, that I think you ever touched. I grew up I could with not have been the first baby I ever touched. Nephews. I had never changed the diaper. Cer I certainly would not have let you touch my baby So, <laughs> in a way, that was good because I didn't come into it with a lot of uh, preconceptions or you know that could end up being misconceptions right I didn't know anything about it um, and I actually I wrote a blog post once about how men in a lot of cases like so women if you get pregnant and immediately biologically something is going on and psychologically you're affected for nine months you have this slow thing growing in you and it's a it affects everything about you was for a guy in a lot of cases it's just like no baby, and then all of a sudden, one day, you got a baby, and you got to learn what to do. It's like a magic trick. Boom, baby, and then your life is fucking absolutely destroyed. Um, but, so I didn't have a ton of like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. I wasn't one of those parents that was like, no screen time for my kid, you know, no sugar. No, the one thing, I guess you said, that you wouldn't do uh -huh. before having a baby was uh -oh. you were not going to have your life stolen away, your yes. identity stolen yes. away. And that's when he actually started the, the dad and initial Dad and Barry blog before like so, the social media, before the podcast. I had seen a lot of friends that had kids before me, including the friend whose child I could have, you know, really injured, but he was fine. So he had the helmet, so it even broke his yeah, paw. Yeah, he's fine. He's great. Kid. He's perfect. Love that kid. <laughs> um, so part of the reason, like I saw a lot of my friends who suddenly were retreating from our social lives because they had a baby at home to take care of and like their personalities were suddenly like just calming down and becoming more boring and I was like, fuck that, it's not going to happen to me. One of the ways I'm going to keep my personality and my sense of humor going was through my blog and writing sarcastically and cynically the way I always did, mostly about pop culture but now about, you know, parenting and becoming a parent um, and Try my best to hang on to our lifestyle, which I think we did a very good job at. And then we had a second Especially kid. Especially the, the first Yeah, time. it gets Especially a lot harder when time. you have two kids. We're going to get into that a little bit, And then bit you hit too. a pandemic. I mean, shit starts to really go. I but, wasn't totally you know, wrong about that. Was, I wasn't totally wrong about being able to do that. I think it comes down to, like, your priorities and, and what you want to do. A lot of people have a kid and they're like, all right, now I just get to sit yeah, at home. This is, just this is my life. Out. I was born to be a dad. Know. I was born to is be a dad. Is this one of our topics, the identity and stuff? I don't remember. Maybe I'm. I, we I should made talk. A list. We should talk to it because you know. Yes, there are some things that like. Um, you you know. lose along the way when when you your personality can sometimes get subsumed by becoming a parent, and I but wanted to prevent that from happening. I think we both were dedicated to that, which is why um, Detective Munch, our first one, 
spent a lot of time in bars. Yeah, on so iPads. much time in so bars. So many times in bars. So I'm sleeping in the bars. Oh, in uh, Ireland, strapped bars, to our chests. Yeah. Ireland bars, all kinds of bars. You brought <laughs> a baby in a bar. What movie is that? Sweet Home Alabama. I don't know. I brought Please. a baby in all the bars. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Every bar. Um, but and also, if you're a new listener, this is a great intro to the Dad and Buried podcast. The whole experience. The whole right? piece. The whole thing. They know about my even if this is the first time listening to my podcast, they know about my Instagram. Fucking huge on Instagram. I, I'm obviously I'm joking. It's all I do is joke. I'm a piece of shit. Just deal with it. You know this. You know I'm a piece of shit. I mean, I'm actually really catching up <laughs> to you on Instagram, and I'm an awesome oh, person. And I started like you're an awesome person. None of these later than fine. you. You're I a mean, better person than me. I don't know that makes you awesome. It's a low bar to be better than me. Anyway, all right. So we're gonna come back <laughs> from right. the break. This we're gonna talk the about the stuff that we wish you'd known about parent. You wish you'd known about parenting uh, before you became a parent. Is that right? Yeah. Sure. I think that was the name of it. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Danbury Podcast. As I said earlier, the episode is stuff you wish you knew before you became a parent um, that you can only really learn once you become a parent. So hopefully if you don't have kids or you're expecting kids and you're listening, you're going to get some tips. Yeah, you're gonna, you should definitely listen. A little bit of a reality check about uh, what to expect because there's a lot of bullshit out there. And this is one episode for We should have called this What to Expect When You're Expecting. Shouldn't we? Maybe I should write a book with that name. This is episode, like, I don't know, 95 or something. Who, who keeps track? I can't know. believe it took that long, though. I know. Neither can I. So we got a ton, so a ton of responses. So, started. All right. So before we get into that really quick, I want to remind everybody that you can subscribe and download the Databerry podcast on Anchor, Apple, anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can leave us reviews and ratings. We would love that. Please subscribe and tell your friends. You can go to YouTube and watch us and leave comments under individual episodes. You can even go to Patreon and throw us a little bit of money or Anchor. Uh, a whole bunch of people do that. We really appreciate you. Nowhere near enough people do that. We can use more money. Seriously. Use please. more money so we can get a, a different backdrop for this. Um, all right. So again, before we get into the topic, I want to talk about this weekend. So we had spring break for our kids last week. We took a couple of days. Um, we went to Philadelphia. Key West! And just walked in Key West. <laughs> Duval Street. We, we took a walk around Philadelphia. And then we went and visited um, my family in Connecticut for Easter, um, which neither of us really give a shit about. Um, no, but it was great to see but my parents. My parents. Been since like last... The end of August or something. No, July. Like that. July, yeah. Since July. So it was big. My parents uh, have gotten vaccinated. Mom and Barry has gotten vaccinated, and I have also gotten Woo-hoo! vaccinated. So we were able to visit. Even my brothers um, and their significant others, or at least one of them, had gotten vaccinated. Well, so yeah, we were due able to, their, to visit. their like jobs and and just knowing that vaccination is fucking key. And please, everyone. Everybody, it. please get vaccinated, even if you're somebody who's higher risk. Uh, like my wife here, who yes. it doesn't, it's not a cure-all. It's not going to solve everything. We still have yeah. to be cautious. Keep it's... in mind, there are definitely people out there that still like, like me, it's not a 95% you're totally covered thing. There's lots of people who um Because need of her multiple support. sclerosis and the immunosuppressing yeah. drugs that she has to remain on. You know, it sucks. Lots of people, cancer patients, all those people, they need you. So that's my soapbox right there so it was lovely to do you know our kids do an easter egg hunt in uh, grandma and pop-up's yard and drink some champagne and drink some beer so today is national beer day and when i was in connecticut my brother um got me some beer from the fat orange cat brewery it's called baby kittens it is shout out to uncle and barry delicious yeah uncle and barry i'm having some of that it is very good yeah i really appreciate it 
Thanks, bro. Let me taste it in the name of National Beer Day. It's a waste of giving you a sip. You don't even like beer. It's an absolute waste to give any to you. And it bothers me that you're That's taking some true. of it. That's not true. I actually love good beer. You'll just fall asleep if you but finish it. it does not agree with me. <clears throat> like, it just makes me pass out. Well, which is you know what? Fun. It doesn't agree with me either, but I wrestle it into submission. <laughs> I'll just sit here and have my... All right, so let's get into the topic. Things we wish we knew about parenting before we became a parent. Because if we had known them, we wouldn't have become a parent, which is half of the reason that people is, don't tell you. That's why people don't say. People don't tell the truth about parenting because they want to trick you into joining the parenting collective. Okay. Because it is a cult, and that's what I call it. That's it's like true. the Borg not or Scientology. All of these things are just going to be things that would have kept you. So maybe you'll have some delights along the way that are big happy surprises about come being on, a parent. Right, come, on, come on, let's be serious. So as I said at the top, one of the reasons I started my blog um, was to maintain my identity, but the other was to put the and especially as the blog went on and I actually had a kid, it was the put to lie to the idea that there are parenting experts or there's some parenting blueprint or there's one way to do things or anything like that. So D underscore Hildy kind of summarized my thoughts where she said it is impossible she wished she knew that it is impossible to prepare yourself mentally to become a parent when you haven't been a parent before. And it is. It doesn't matter if you read what to expect when you're expecting or if you listen to, although listening to this episode of the podcast will do a really good job, I'm sure. <laughs> but there's no way to, to, to know what it's like. And that there's a variety of reasons for that, right? And we're going to get into a lot of those. Again, as I said, I sort of knew that. I didn't have any experience with kids. I had a pretty good idea that I didn't know anything about it. Um, but a lot of people, I think, who have little siblings or nieces and nephews probably think, hey, I know what to do. I remember I met, I was at Memorial Day, uh, a barbecue with one of my, with my brother and some of his friends. And one of the dudes was just like, he was like, he was like an uncle to his brother's kids. Not an uncle to somebody else's kids. That wouldn't make any sense. And he was like, he was like, oh, this is what I, this is what I do with them. You know, I take them to the zoo and I do this. This is what you have to do. You got to sit back. She's like, buddy. You have the kids for fucking three hours and you got some ice cream. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Okay. Until you have kids, you don't know what it's like. And then your whole world is destroyed. 10 million percent. Especially that douchebag. But. Yeah. <laughs> Getting parenting advice from people that don't have kids. Which. Blow it out your ass. Uncle I Roman. certainly never did. But. I did have numerous younger siblings who also procreated at an advanced rate. <laughs> like rabbits. <laughs> rabbits are family. <laughs> So I've been around babies like most of my life. And so like the basics, I kind of sort of knew. But yeah, no, I mean, my mom had five kids. To this day, I have no fucking idea no, how or yeah. why. No, but certainly no, I actually why. think I figured out why. My older sister was six years the above tax, me. The tax break. <laughs> and then <laughs> my younger sister was five years below me. She literally had built-in sitting from like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know clutch. what I mean? By the time she's 10, I was thinking about this earlier today because I was have telling a story years, yeah. and I was like, no, no, no. But she had it for like, I mean, the whole that run. was like a two-year-old. She, she had like 30 years like, of I'm sitting. Out of I don't know. She was, I, I don't know get my, where diet, she was. my rum and diet Coke. I go to the, the <laughs> casino boat, right? You live, you grew up in the Ozarks, right? Anyway, <laughs> that's essentially. Right, that's right. So. One of the through lines of the responses that we got, and again, I got a ton, so I broke them into subtopics because I'm a fucking professional. And the first subtopic we're going to get into is how no one knows anything. So uh, 
K.A. Ingram said that, that she wished she had known that no one really knows what the hell they're doing and every parent is just trying their best to figure it out. And Mallory Alsop said the same thing. Everyone is making it up as they go. No one really knows what the fuck they're doing, which is 100% true, right? So don't believe anybody who tells you they know how to do it or they're doing it perfect or anything like that because it's all BS. It's all a fluke. You do something right, it's a fluke. You do something wrong, who knows? You just got to keep throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. You're not even, and I say this all the time, you're not even going to know if this parenting shit you did paid off for like 30 years. Well, that's why I like to say, you know, and uh, my therapist helped me discover that one. <laughs> it really is a long game. Yes, it is a it's long, a marathon, long not a sprint. Yeah. <laughs> and when I'm sitting there in the therapy chair, younger, in my younger days, like. We should get a therapy chair. <laughs> built-in therapist no um you know just thinking about the fact that like us parents worry so much every day and the fact is if you love them and you care that much you're probably doing a great job yeah. that's what the therapist even said. if you suck she was like but you, you know we try. don't really know for like you know 25 my 30 parents years, so still don't know i visit i'm 44 i visited my parents this week and they're like oh. <laughs> no, they actually, actually they, they know they, they think they have doubts they know they blew it they know no, they blew it. <laughs> the legit um, actual comment from Grandma and Barry is you and your sick sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> like she doesn't this, have one. This is what she brings up at the the holiday table. I don't remember what I said, but I bet it was hilarious. She said it several times. <laughs> so uh, Blake Nickel and I see Kale said it's okay to have no clue what you're doing, and it's okay to learn as you go. Which I think is one of the things that I try to put forth on my blog and, and my my social media presence is that. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not an expert. I'm an idiot. Any idiot can I, what is it? What is a furious style saying boys in the hood? Any fool with it, with a dick can have a baby, but it takes a real man to raise his kids. Boys in the I hood. I say you that know. all the time. I say that all the time. <laughs> all the time. It's I think on he my says any fool plate. with a dingaling. Anyway, that's true, right? And it, nobody knows what they're doing. There's no right or wrong. You just have to care. You just have to try. But I think a lot of parents go into it with expectations that they're supposed to be able to do this right earlier or they're supposed to get this right. Get, none of that. It's true. None of that means shit. Kids have been surviving for millennia, right? And cavemen didn't know anything, right? Am I right? Anyway, I thought this was a good point. Cilia, S-Y-L-I-A-A, said that she wished she had known that everyone else's opinions are garbage because all of parenting is so personal. And I think that that's a really good point, too. Something that works for you and your family or for your kids is not going to work for somebody else's. It's not... Transferables, well, I mean, not apples all, to apples. You know, every single baby is completely different. Like, you know, even just talking about that baby you dropped on your face, his face earlier. <laughs> you know, when we're talking Shout about, oh, Love he you. couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't stand it all. He was X amount of months. That are, every kid's different, right? Like the hammer was fucking speed Off chasing and running, across, yeah. right? And like Whereas, my and, and Uncle and Barry's kids, like his youngest is walking real quick. Right, exactly. Where our first kids were just just huge sloth like creatures just sat on their asses. Yeah, just getting know? waited on. <laughs> hand and but, foot. You know, and their speeches are different. Obviously the hammer mm -hmm. has speech um, delays, delays yeah. that he works really hard on. Everything is different. So don't listen to whatever the fuck Karen said. Always has to be you actually person. have a friend named Karen. No, she's, I she's usually a good don't she's say a good mom. Karen. She's real good. I usually don't use A little judgy, a little judgy. Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this, let's be honest. All right, so the next subtopic, again, I'm a professional, is about phases, right? So Jacqueline with an 
Jacqueline with an L Y N. There's a bunch of periods in between there. I'm okay. not going to read them all. Said, Sorry. well, Jacqueline, Jacqueline cares. Sorry. I appreciate you, Jacqueline. Thank you for the, for the input. She said she wished she had known that it is hard all the time. It doesn't matter how old they get. It's just a different kind of hard with each age, which is 100% true, right? So babies are hard, especially if it's your first baby, because you never sleep. You're up every three hours feeding the kid. Your breasts and your nipples are sore. It's really hard. You get mastitis. You need a cabbage. What the hell do you know? I know. Come on. I know. I've lived it. Also, um, don't use the cabbage. I don't know. I don't stand by They that. have challenges. I've said before that babies are mostly just inconvenient. And, and that is the kind of thing that you can say when you have a toddler or an older kid. Because you realize that with every age, the challenges change. It doesn't necessarily right. get easier. Easier, It gets hard in different ways. So some stuff gets easier, and then something new comes along that is much harder than anything you had to deal Although, with when you had okay, a baby. hold on. Let's call this out here. Let's talk a little bit about phases, because I got a lot to say about phases. Do you? Yes. For one, I'm, I'm the other day you made a very similar joke or comment, I guess, being like, babies are just mainly inconveniences, you know, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Well, all kids are inconveniences, and let's be honest. one of your followers, or several of your followers, were quick to be like, um, I don't know that mom and Barry, like the breastfeeding woman of the group, and so many <laughs> followers also know us so well, which is amazing that they knew that baby number two had colic. He was more than a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. inconvenience for me. Look, man. Like 24-7 for like four months where he just screamed Obviously, and hung on my breast. There I are know. <laughs> specific elements and circumstances. And yes, it was it sucked. And it wasn't just, the colic didn't just suck for you. It sucked for me too. I'm you, trying to sleep no, here. No, you Baby is screaming. You seem to forget some of that. So, but that being said, you know, there are phases like I loved the baby stage. I love the newborn stage with both of the babies, right? But like more so with the munch because he didn't scream in my face 24-7. I just find it a little boring, right? You, like the, the same way, so Tides and Vibes, Tides underscore N underscore Vibes says that she wished she had known that the baby stage is the easiest because the smaller they are, the smaller their problems, which is true. Like, look, God forbid you have a baby that has like health problems or anything like that. That's a different thing. Colic sucks. All this shit sucks. They can't fall asleep. But... In terms of, you know, comparing a baby to like a 16-year-old who's like freebasing crack cocaine and, what? you know, getting in the car and driving and you do this peer pressure, this is some real, some real challenges. Well, when a kid gets a personality, that's tough. But my point is, they have smaller problems, but I think the rewards are smaller too, right? So, which is why I'm oh. not a super fan of babies. Like, I can't show the baby the Terminator movie. He's not going to understand what's going on. You can't grasp the but intricacies of time travel when you're nine months old. You're, yeah, that, that, that kid is so high he is gonna love it. Right? He's gonna totally be down with okay. Skynet and it's gonna blow his mind. Right? This is what I'm talking about. Listen. When you can have a conversation with the kid when he's got a personality when he's smiling and not just because he has gas, like that's more rewarding than, you know, babies are cute and they're pain, they're inconvenient, they wake you up all the time. 16-year-olds are not cute, and the, you know you have to bail them out of jail and that kind of shit, and they're flunking out of okay, school. But you can have a conversation with them about, about like Tua and how he's going to do for the Dolphins this season. Not when he's in jail for the free You can season. have a phone call Listen, with you're the... really just putting the worst-case scenario <laughs> out there, by the way. Well, that's and what you that... think about as a parent, the worst-case scenario all the time. This haunts you, <laughs> you constantly. Specifically, <laughs> you specifically. Me as well. We're going to get into that. But, in um, no, like, I think that what is funny about the phases is definitely the first time around. 
if there's any new parents or like um thinking to be parents, expecting parents is you or know, you're around the fence you hear about like you know the um the uh, trouble twos oh the yeah. terrible twos terrible yeah. twos right it's so Which been so long for both us, of our remember. kids both of our kids they were fine. They were nothing. lovely. They were lovely. Every other year sucks. And then, like, there's threes. I don't know what they're talking about, threes. Uh, three-nager. Three-nager, right. There's another dumb name for it. And then there's fuck you fours. Which I've heard fuck I... my life fours lately. Oh, which yeah? Which is not bad. I would say that twos were wonderful. Threes were more difficult. Um, our first kid definitely gave us a huge fuck you four. <laughs> Our second one saved the fuck you for the five. fives. Yeah, now it's really, right now. now he's so, really like, go fuck Jessica yourself. Armagowan says that she thought kids got easier they, as they got older. She realizes now she was wrong. Alias Loves Chris says each, she wished she had known that each year slash stage is harder, which is what I'm saying. She's like, I, I stupidly kept thinking I just had to get through this. And that's the trap every parent falls into. You're like, all right, I just got to get out of the colic phase or I just got to get out of the potty training phase. But you just trade whatever that was for some new challenge, like having to do fucking fractions with your kid, which is an absolute nightmare, right? Or the crack cocaine thing, which we haven't gotten into yet, and God, God willing, we won't, but we'll see, right? But at the same time, showed him the Terminator. Infinite Jess says it actually gets harder as they get older because instead of cleaning up their shit, you have to explain why the world is shit. So, you know, for our 10-year-old who has lived through the pandemic and has lived through Trump, um... And all that kind of stuff. Like you actually like have to have real, real conversation. Serious con well, we get he's deep. A really, we get deep. But he's he's also like just a really deep kid. And I think I think a lot of kids right now, anyone, any all kids are aging faster than they're, they need to. Right? It. They're dealing with some shit, and you know, yeah, there's a lot more to explain these days for sure. But and we haven't even got to the teenage years, so we're just gonna. I mean, I I've seen some bad things go down with you've family seen members. Some, you've seen some, seen shit. some shit. Yeah. So we're going to just cross our fingers. <laughs> so what's funny is, so uh, look at this awesome segue I had here. So at one point I had how nobody knows anything leading into the marriage subtopic. And my segue was speaking of people that don't know anything, right? Your spouse. Is that, is your that spouse me? Is, no, it was actually for you to say about me because oh, I know I don't know anything. Me. So one of the other big subtopics was, was things people learned about parenting with their spouse, right? So Alice2411 says she wished she had known that you need to have a conversation with your partner about their like how they plan to raise their kids or their child raising philosophy, not just the conversation about like do you want to have kids, right? Because oh god, yeah, right. That's... So it, it it's if you get into it, suddenly you you're married, you're having a great time, you know, you're banging on the kitchen table kind of thing, and then you have a kid, and all of a sudden you realize like your spouse doesn't believe in spanking and you do, right? Or you want to homeschool and your spouse doesn't, or your spouse is a Scientologist and you aren't. Like, I don't know why you wouldn't be a Scientologist. I mean, I'll be completely honest here, like a little honest oh, moment no. that like around the honest. time that Munch was five. Like getting into school? Getting into school and, you know, being a little more difficult to deal with, but he was also... He had ADHD, and we were going through all of that. Well, we didn't even know that yet. We, we didn't just, know that. We suspected. Or perhaps I suspected even sooner than you did. And the, our parenting approaches were totally different. And I remember having some... I mean, we had some really big talks there about, like, that we weren't agreeing on work? how to parent yeah. this yeah. these kids together. You know, and having to work through that. I it's, mean, I think that it's, it's something you should talk about. And, I mean, that being said, 
how much do you know to earn it, right? Right, you don't. Like, That's the theme of this entire episode is you can't. But even relationship-wise. And then sure. you have to kind of meet in the middle and find either a way to work through it through like therapy or like um, coming to see I.R.I. Well, see, it's so just... Liv underscore K underscore and underscore fam says that she wished she had known how many arguments she would get into with her spouse about how to parent the kids. It's literally all we fight about. And we argue about it too. The thing is... Neither of us knows, we think we know what's best for our kid, right? And that's all you can do is, 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 is try to know what's best for your kids, try to do what's best for your kids. But we have different philosophies sometimes, whereas she likes to give them every single thing they want, and I try not to, right? <laughs> I'm just Go fuck it. yourself. Okay, no. No, that's not what I would say. I would just say that perhaps, obviously, there's different uh, nuances you are, Definitely. and for every kid, as you will admit to, like everyone here, that you're riding at like a what on a zero like my to temper ten scale. I'm temper like a, scale. I'm an eight point five all the time. Eight point five all the time. I mean, out of six. No, that's the baseline. <laughs> that's the baseline. That's what I mean. That's and then I'm simmer. I like to simmer. No, and yeah. then it whoops. Whereas, like, you know, it jumps up there. Yeah, and you're like, you ride at a one, and then every once in a while you obliterate everything yes, in a obliterate fifty yes. mile radius. <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm King Kong, you're Godzilla. Doesn't even make sense. That doesn't make sense. Godzilla is so much better, though. That but, movie was so fucking bad. Uh, it's not even no, it wasn't that, that bad. What about Hollow kids. Earth? All right, so <laughs> Mandy underscore O'Keefe says that she wished she had known better how to communicate with her husband about sharing responsibilities for the baby. So we get this a lot. I mean, this is a theme, especially with moms, with moms in general and Instagram and social moms, where their husbands don't do shit or they are they they like to trash husbands for not doing shit i feel like i do a decent amount and i was pretty good with the baby aside from dropping my friend baby on his face this is the kid's fault like learn how to walk already like i'm not a stranger to to having responsibility for the baby i don't you know i don't consider myself a babysitter i'm an actual parent yeah right? i mean i guess this person's Mandy's this, specifically talking about the her baby. Her husband and her baby, her like, husband yeah. maybe not pulling his weight. Like, you know what? Get your nipple out once in a while, bro. Right? No, I mean, I would say Dan and Barry was so good, especially with number one about like oh, doing okay. some of the middle of the night feedings. Number two literally wouldn't take anything but my breast mm -hmm. for a year from anyone. I mean, if yep. you had my breast. <laughs> with so you in the at movie the time, Hereditary, Tony <laughs> Collette's mother, the the grandma breastfeeds the baby. That wouldn't like my mom tried, and it was like no <laughs> go. It was like no go. No, the hammer was not having it. So Missy Wolf nine twenty one says that she wished she had known that it was normal for having kids to cause a strain on the marriage. Right? It doesn't mean your marriage is broken. You've just added a shitload of stress to your life. Suddenly, you're both trying to care for a, another human being aside from each other you got a lot more responsibilities it's a lot more expensive there's a lot more on your minds you're, you know right so you're gonna butt heads even from the baby stage you're gonna be exhausted the mom is gonna feel like she's she's overtaxed because the baby only wants her breast the dad is gonna feel like you know i'm working my fingers to the bone trying to provide for my family and bring home the bacon what? this kind of stuff what do you mean this okay. kind of stuff is gonna happen Marriage, you know, what's the line that I love in uh, Flirting with Disaster, the most underrated comedy of the past uh, 25 I years? I might agree with that She statement. says it every is marriage is vulnerable, otherwise marriage wouldn't mean anything. When you have kids, um, the vulnerability of your marriage really gets put on blast, right? Like somebody says down well, here later that um, somebody says, oh, right here, Julie B, B-E-E 22 says, kids make everything worse. They don't fix your problems. And what I think she's referring to is a lot well, of times people, there's an idea... 
that yeah. a baby can like save a relationship or a oh, marriage. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that have tried that, and that does not seem like a good idea to me. No, <laughs> it doesn't. That's a pretty high stakes bet, and I'm just not that woman. You're gonna love um, your you know, kids, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to like bond closer together with your spouse, or that it's gonna fix everything. Um, and in a lot of cases, it might make things work. Everyone's again back to everyone's experience is different. I will say that for us, or at least me anyway, with both kids during the baby stage, where it's like new baby oh, yeah, and you new love family. This shit, yeah. No, no, no. I felt like we were us stronger. Against the world, we yeah. felt closer. You seemed more romantic somehow. I don't know if it's, it's hormones it or you yeah, were just being a better cuckoo. human. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that like when your wife's up all night, like with a colicky baby on her boob, you might be a little nicer and not like fuck with her the next morning because she will kill you. So you're doesn't probably sound like sweeter me. to doesn't me. Doesn't sound like me. <laughs> oh, you've had your moments. <laughs> see, see, this is about earlier in the show. We're talking about how like the divide be set be between the character of Dad and Barry and actual Dad and Barry just keeps going. Oh, inching closer Look, and closer. You know what? I'm like closer. Daniel Day Lewis. I don't break character, right? If that means I not, I gotta, you know, keep drilling those jokes when the cameras aren't on. That's what's gonna happen, you know? I gotta win those Oscars. So, uh, Pekla Ruski, this is interesting. She said that she wished she had known that she would sometimes be so kid touched out that she wouldn't want her husband to touch her, right? Her kids are all up in her all the time, and sometimes she's just oh God, sick of the human contact. Me right there. <laughs> It sounds like it sounds like a, <laughs> an MP. If you're if you're not She's, watching, the kids aren't even touching her. No, and she bothered with no, me. No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> no. What I was going to actually say is, for those who are not watching the video, don't please. Oh, I touched her. Um, he's touching all over me, and all I actually her. have had a few days where the hammer specifically wants to Will touch not, me yeah. all the time, like literally coming in four times a night. Like just, I'm so touched out. I was like. So Everyone get away from me. Yeah. in every way. So no offense. That's a real You're thing that happens. The kids, <laughs> kids don't like to touch me, so I wouldn't worry about that. Newswoman007 says that she wished she had known that you should pick a kind, gentle, and patient partner to have kids with because it makes the bumpy road easier. You wish you had known that too because yeah, I am not kind, gentle, hey, newswoman, or patient. Newswoman007, <laughs> let me know if you know someone, okay? So um, uh, again, I, I arrange these comments that I've gotten to segue seamlessly into the subtopic. Okay, so Kazja underscore W K A S J A underscore W says, even with the best partner, the mental load is crushing uh, most of the time. And that's what we're going to get into now, the mental load. And I do agree, even for a dad, and there is this, this stereotype out there that dads don't have anxiety and don't worry and that kind of stuff, which I think bloggers like me and, and, and some of my, you know, brethren and just the world in general is changing to understand that, you know, it's okay for guys to have emotions and feelings too. I don't have emotions and feelings, but the mental load is legitimate. I will lay awake at night worrying. I worry about different things than you worry about. Like I worry about you? the crack cocaine thing and I worry about, you know, money um, and that kind of stuff. There, there, I do know you worry about money and I do know you worry about things. I also know you do not lie awake at night. No, Your I go head to sleep. hits the fucking pillow and you're done. It doesn't do and any I good. There I for need hours. my rest. I need my rest <laughs> to get my mind right. <laughs> so, L Shell S C H E L L 11 says that she wished she had known how much she would miss the mental freedom that comes from not having kids. And they do. Once you have a kid, there's never, you're never yeah. not thinking about them at some it's point. Impossible. Right? 
Mego underscore sore, S-A-U-R, like Megasaur, says she wished she had known how much worry there is. She's, I knew it would be hard and stressful, but now how often I'd worry. I've, I, I joke about this from time to time where, you know, it, so we didn't, when we visited my parents this weekend, we didn't go out anywhere. We stayed at home among the, the vaccinated and safe. But when we used to visit and we would go out, like we would get home at like midnight, my parents, at least one of my parents would be like waiting up to make sure that we got home okay. I'm in my 40s, right? Yeah, it never like goes away. You kids. never stop worrying about your kids. You know, they were probably making sure you weren't doing all that crack, crack and cocaine, heroin yeah. that you keep talking about. And well, then they I could do let that the at grandkids home. I do that go to sleep. In the house. I don't do that. I don't go into New Haven and do that. But My no, I do think, obviously, you're constantly thinking about something. And there's also, I would say, always something new to think about. Like mm -hmm. this year, even if there wasn't a pandemic, we were going through like middle school and kindergarten applications, which in New York is like a big thing. I know it doesn't make fucking sense, but it's like this huge stressor. It's like getting your kids Yeah, you're not Harvard, just slotted into your neighborhood school. There's a whole fucking rigmarole. But like there's always everything else, right? If you, when the hammer started having speech delays, when oh, you know, the other one started having ADHD, oh, like, shit. you know, there's always a new thing, not to mention just the whole like, how are they emotionally coping with like yeah. real life? And then, oh, now it's a pandemic of like complete insane magnitudes that no one could ever grasp. How are they dealing with that? I mean, there's normal stuff, there's big stuff. Are they getting bullied? Are they getting bullied online? Are they, do they understand Common Core? Are they doing crack cocaine? Like there's just so many, it never yeah, stops. There, yes, there's always there something. There will always be an endless list. And on top of that, you worry about how your own choices and your own parenting and your oh, the yeah, own yeah. way you relate to your kids impacts mm -hmm. them, which again, you're not gonna know for a long time, but Amanda Mom, Rama, yes. Rama uh, three says, I wish she says she wished she had known that you will always be second guessing your parenting abilities. And I will Parent say guilt, mom, guilt. It's I have huge. said I've written blog posts about this and you said it earlier. Whereas if you are concerned about your parenting, that's a good sign, right? If you're questioning whether the parenting moves you're making are correct, the fact that you care and have anxiety about it and worry about it. I mean, maybe not the anxiety, but that you're concerned about it is a good thing because you're obviously tuned in and are aware of how important this kind of stuff is, right? Um, Rocky Patton says she didn't know how much she was gonna worry all the time, not just when the kids were teens and doing crack cocaine. She didn't say that was me, it was just. Okay, let's The Jody underscore Mead says that she, was, she didn't know that she would be able to be so mad and feel so guilty for being mad all at the same time. This happens to me a lot, whereas I'll blow up at one of my kids or I'll yell too much and then, I'll, and then five minutes later I'll be like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. And for me, the important thing is if you do screw up with your kids, whether it's losing your temper or doing whatever, that you let them know, hey, you know, you calm down or whatever. A couple minutes later, you'd be like, hey, look, they apologize, explain, be like, hey, I'm human too. I have emotions. Even though I don't really have emotions, I let them think that. And I'm like, every once in a while, I make mistakes, even though I don't really make Obviously. Okay, but. come on with your fucking <laughs> shtick. You have all kinds of problems. Shtick. Everyone knows it. <laughs> I, have a, I do have a lot of problems. Um, but you just got to come clean and be like, look, I shouldn't have done that. You know, that goes a long way. And I do, a lot of times you see in like movies and stuff where like a parent has too much pride to like apologize to their kid or hug their kid or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking, but I can see it happening. I would leave you immediately. <laughs> if what? I mean, because if, you know, if you missed that, what was that thing that Jennifer Aniston said about, like, he was missing a chip? Pivot! Is that it? 
No, it wasn't the baby. That was Ross. <laughs> it was like this thing in the tabloids where Jen Aniston said Brad Pitt was missing like a, a chip, like a just a chip that made him a human she emotional person at wow. one point. Yeah, it was famous in an article. And I think like you screaming. I am a lot like Brad Pitt. That's true. Is <laughs> that's that what you were going to say? You remind me a lot of Brad Pitt. Is that what you were going to say? Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> I, get the, I usually get Paul Rudd, but I'll take the Brad Pitt. Thank you. If you were just an asshole to the kids and you didn't give a fuck and then you were cold-shouldered them, fuck you. How about that? <laughs> but here's you the thing. keep stepping on the words I'm saying, so this is my point. Here's the thing. I am an asshole to the kids sometimes, but I do give a fuck about being an asshole. I know. Which that, goes a long I way. said that's your only redeeming quality. That's it, what I just my said. My only redeeming quality. <laughs> it doesn't solve everything, and it would be better if I weren't an asshole. Um, but the fact that I'm aware of being an asshole... It's kind of like when you like make a shitty joke and hurt somebody's feelings or and then you're like, oh, if you don't get the joke, you're the asshole. That's the kind of attitude you have when you're like 17, 18. Then eventually you realize I have some responsibility here, too. Maybe I shouldn't have, have made the asshole joke or been the asshole unless it was really, really funny. All right. So um, B.K.L.E.I.N. Fowler says you're literally never going to think you're parenting right. And that's OK. And again, I think that you're not you're not going to know. You're never going to know. I don't care what you read and what to expect when you're expecting and if you're hitting all the fucking shit it says in that book or whatever. You're never going to know for like 30, 40 years. The important thing is that you care about getting better and trying and you care about how your kids react and you care about how your kids are feeling, right? Yeah, no, obviously. Maggie Russell didn't think that you would care, that it was possible to care this much, that she would care, worry, and question everything. But you know what? That's the way it goes. Here we go. Look at Well, no, I mean, Im immediately though, like, I don't know. I think a lot of moms anyway feel this way because it, it might be different for dads, but it might not be because you were saying how like, you know, moms carry the babies, but no, not all moms are made that way. No. Some are adopted, you know, obviously. All There's the lots of different ways. ways. It's the 21st century, guys. What my experience was definitely like, I could not believe I loved someone so fucking much. And they weren't so even born yet. immediately. Yeah. The minute that, like, much took was me put a on while. My chest. Let me tell you about it. I mean, it took him a while to come around. And then a lot of moms deal with, like, postpartum depression, which I did yeah. too the second time around. So I totally get that. But either way, even when you're going through that, you know you love the kids so mm -hmm. fucking much. And that's what makes everything, all the stakes so much Well, higher. then you, you, you worry that you're failing the kid and there's the guilt with all that and just all this crazy shit. It's amazing. <laughs> do, you, do you hear this delightful, if there's yeah, anyone so at home fun. It is thinking a lot, about it's, having look, kids. It's a blast. Right? That's the, <laughs> the main message we want to get out there. Just, it's just, it's just circle why I keep doing it. guilt. It's not like I'm eating the baby, although, you know what? Circle right. of guilt and fear and horror <laughs> and guilt and yeah. fear. Bob doesn't IG says, I wish I knew that despite my best efforts, some irrational fear over mundane things uh, happens, right? So I have that irrational fear where the same reason that like my parents would stay up and wait for me to, to get home, even when I'm in my 40s, you know, you worry when the phone rings, all this stuff. And I think a lot of this stuff, you worry about the toddlers and little kids because they're so fucking stupid and they were like running in traffic without any idea. But it's when they start to kind of break away and when they're teenagers and they're going out, like, I can't imagine the anxiety I'm going to have. Every once in a while, I think about it. Like, what's going to happen <laughs> really? when the kids, like, in the park, Holy like, shit. oh, I'm shit. Right? So, like. Here's a fun fact about Dad and Barry that you would not expect. Uh -oh. So, when we had toddlers, which we do not now, but mm -hmm. when we had toddlers and we went to the playground. Oh, God. Watch you, them like a hawk. No, no. You think you know helicopter 
Oh, stop it. Oh my God, you were like puppet parent. You had like- Puppet parent. You, you had your hand like up that kid's ass all oh the fucking God. time. Did you just come up with that? <laughs> yes, I did. Because <laughs> I happened to see this other puppet like- Puppet parent. I swear, 12 month old running around all willy nilly. That's a year. 12 months is a year. Yeah, just yeah. say a year. But what I'm saying, a 12 month old at like Don't the be playground I had my five year old at. And they're running around just like doing shit, going ahead down the slide. There was a wasn't a parent to be seen. And I'm like, you would be, I would be upset in that situation. Well, I wrote, you would have cardiac fucking arrest. I wrote a blog post <laughs> about it once. How like we were at like a park and we were like in line for a food truck and then we sat down on a picnic and Detective Mucks like ran off and I was like eating my shit, my kimchi fucking taco, taco or, whatever. or whatever. And all this next thing I know that he's peeling down a hill. And he, he's just, his legs are out from under him. And he's going to fall. And I'm late to get him. And he's falling. And I see him. And he's falling. And his face is about to hit a metal grate. And some woman sticks her hand out. I wrote a blog post about it. Check it out. Sticks her hand out. <laughs> Look at him. Catch, like, his, catches his cheek in between the grate. And his, it was like, amazing. She saved his whole fucking face. And I felt I grabbed him and ran away. I didn't even thank the woman. Like I was just so flustered. And I felt like such a shithead. Because I didn't have my hand far enough up his ass being the puppet parent <laughs> yeah, I well put been. down the fucking kimchi taco would you <laughs> well i was hungry Jesus Christ. so you mentioned the the postpartum depression j alberton 18 says she wished she had known how mentally hard pregnancy was she said she'd known about ppd but she'd never thought about depression slash anxiety during pregnancy which i think is interesting right so like when you're carrying the baby absolutely obviously your lifestyle has to change a shitload right when you have a, a human person inside you and all that stuff and so it that's does not an interesting have to point. be the whole post part of ppd is so bullshit right. it can totally be during it and if you yeah. think you're going through it now please seek help and i mean and i know that that person also mentioned how long ppd can last which is true like i was really having a very hard time with the hammer when he, we were about to celebrate his first birthday it didn't even feel like it was him yeah you know what i mean i had no idea he was born in january there was the very end of that year. I was having a horrible time for a lot of reasons, but the Colleton baby Hill. was a huge part of it. And she's like, "Oh, it could be PPD." And I'm like, "Oh, but he's going to be one year soon." She yeah, was like, you didn't "So, think that, yeah. <laughs> like, it can still happen." And um, that's a it's, good one from Jay Alberton. It's a good stuff. Good stuff to consider. Um, all right, so. Another popular one was about how you get no rest when you have kids. Um, and there's a, I got a ton, I didn't even put most of them here. I got a ton of comments about how you never get, you, you, you never get any rest. You're always tired. You had no idea how tired you could possibly be because that's what happens, right? So whether you have a baby or a toddler or whatever, they're waking you up constantly. Our kids still wake us up at like oh, six yeah. in the morning. I got fucking... a Q&A the other day. It was funny because I was doing a Q&A and someone said, oh my God, please, please tell me that I'm going to sleep through the night before my kid is, say, five years old, and literally, I'm, like, laying with a five-year-old, and my dad's yeah. like, fuck no. What look, are you it, talking look about? it obviously <laughs> depends on the kid. It depends on what you do. We did cry it out. We stand by it. Um, You know, we mm. didn't abuse the kids. Everybody you know what? Down. We cried it out the first time. The second time didn't The second work. time, we cried a lot, <laughs> and so did he, and eventually it worked. So, the thing is, there's, there's no banking sleep before you have a kid, so this isn't helpful to new oh parents. You can't, God. like, sleep extra now. It's not going to make a difference. You can't be more well-rested in five years because you slept more this year. That's Nothing so stupid. makes me angrier so dumb. than, you know, fucking great Aunt Jane at the fucking baby shower saying, like, 
Oh, mm-hmm. you know, sleep now. Yeah. What the fuck I am I going to do with I that will sleep say, later, if, Jane? Oh, my God. <laughs> Glad there's no Janes in my family. So, I will say that if you are a person who likes to, like, nap and sleep, you know, you, you get it now because you're never going to get it again. You're going to miss it. Um, there's also no catching up on sleep. It doesn't matter. Once you lo- And I've written about this again. Once you have kids, there's, n- there's no recovery time. Like you don't, even if you get to sleep in one day every three weeks, it doesn't make a dent, right? You've just, once you have the baby, you're up constantly in the towel. There's no, there's no respite. You never, you never get to recover. What you end up having to do is you have to learn how to function because you still have to be a parent. You still probably have a job of some kind, whether it's parenting or in an office or whatever. You have to live your life uh, with, with, with always being exhausted with as little sleep as possible. That's what you need to get used to. You should join the army or the Nafi SEALs and learn how to live with sleep deprivation and that the will prepare Nafi you. Seals? The Nafi SEALs. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a little, it's a little bit easier. All right, yeah. Okay, so listen. You're never going to sleep again. You're always going to be exhausted. Life's going to suck. Next topic. All right, so the next topic <laughs> is about how when you have kids, you lose all your free time and sometimes you lose your identity as we alluded to at the beginning of the podcast. So Calm Dan J says... She wished she had known how, or maybe he wished he knew how time-consuming parenting is. Even when they're not around, his life or her life really does revolve around them. Which, again, this goes part and parcel with the mental load, right? They're never not on your mind. Everything you do, in some way or another, you have the kids and how it's going to impact the kids or whatever in your in your head. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just thinking about this, you know, how time-consuming it is and... You know how your life revolves around them. Just one of my immediate thoughts is just we do have followers that are not parents and just other places on the interwebs we see them. And the number one thing you see from people who do not have kids this year Mm -hmm. of a pandemic is holy shit, I'm so glad I'm not you. I can't believe you're doing this. Like parents who have to parent right now, like. It's not just your mind revolves around them. You're literal every fucking minute. Especially when you're stuck in the house with them all the time. Yeah, there's no escape. And I mean, perhaps some of that is changing now, you know, at a slow pace, but what a fucking year. Kellen B7 (laughs) says, How much I I wish I'd known how much I can't do what I want when I want, even simple things. I'm on their schedule. Dana Storley, S T O R L I E, says, I wish she, had, I, I, she wishes she had known how you never have a moment to yourself ever again. Slussy face, Slussy face says the same thing. Get used to doing nothing by yourself ever again. Shitting, running, grocery shopping, nothing. They're always there. Always. I have a couple comments about a couple different things. Shitting? Let's start with this. If you're not prepared to hold a baby while you're shitting, <laughs> you should not have a child. Yeah. If you're not prepared to hug a child while you're shitting, you know, just a grown one, halfway grown, like a five-year-old will run in and just be like, I need a hug. And you're like, but I'm pooping. (laughs) They don't care. Just saying it's not just exactly when it's a baby. Um, And then the other thing being about working around the kid's schedule, I mean, that's been such a huge thing in general, right? Like even just, you know, Yes, this year is different, but one of my biggest complaints recently has been how, like, I want to go even do an online yoga class or take a bike ride or run to a grocery store. I mean, you know, in fucking, you know, whole gear and everything. Yeah, Being terrified of the grocery the store. Hazmat suit. Hazmat suit, exactly. Um, but it's like, oh, but he has this at 10 30 and then mm-hmm. 11 15 and i gotta go this, get him from this 30 and, and it's not even just this year i mean 
especially as they get older and they get interests and you have after school and you're running around your schedule, not to mention your own work schedule. We're going to have to start the doing part. these like from the car while we're waiting for our kids to finish their activities that we have to pick them up from because that's Ugh, the only nightmare. That and like going to the dentist is the only free time you get, which is interesting, we right? All so go to the dentist. I put the time and identity thing in the same category because you spend so much time caring for your kids that you, you, you lose your hobbies. That's why so many parents stay up late or get up super early because they need like alone time. Even my mom said this to no, you this weekend. I, this yeah. was like, this was awesome, honestly, because... Um, MJ's mom is 80. She, so he was the baby of the family. She's on the older end, right? So she was, what? I'm I look saying, great. I look great. Okay, fine. But. So is my mom, by the way. Just Good saying, jeans. Youthful jeans. She does. She looks amazing. Point being, though, she, what's her oldest son's age? You mean my brother? Yeah. He's 54. Exactly. 10 years older than me. Being a mom 54 years ago, she is telling me how she used to stay up extra late mm -hmm. every night and just be churning butter morning. and shit. What did they you do know, back then? See, I don't know. You see these jokes about, oh, it's because it's Instagram. Oh, it's because of Netflix. No. She was ready to fucking stare at a goddamn wall. That's all they like had back then. The walls hours. were fucking popping back Whatever in the it was, 50s. It doesn't 60s, matter. 60s. Her kid was asleep. It is, it's almost good to know. That it's just yeah, it doesn't change. It you know, the change. methods it's change, but the us. madness doesn't. I fucking nailed that one. I gotta say, I think the best thing that came out of this podcast so far was puppet parenting. I like that. <laughs> okay. I'm really impressed. So, um, so Marlena underscore nine twelve says it's important to do something for yourself, and uh, you know, because it's easy to lose yourself when you're caring for children. Which again was one of the main themes of my blog when I started. It was of uh, find a way to maintain your my personality and my sense of humor. And my social life and that kind of stuff because I didn't want myself to change. Maybe it probably should have changed a little bit more. I'd be a better dad, but I'm not, right? Because this guy's pretty great uh, as a person, not as a dad. Um, so you got to maintain some of that stuff, whether it's finding a hobby, finding some free time or whatever, which is why well, one of the reasons I started the podcast was so like me and Pete could go hang out. Now there's a pandemic. Me and Pete, it's all me. virtual. I'm with you. <laughs> He's in our bedroom. Pete would have never come up with puppet parenting. Uh, let me tell you that. Um, but it is. I don't know. I wouldn't say my identity is gone, but my time to focus on those prior parts of my identity that, you know, I kind of liked, they don't come along as much. You know, like I, yeah, I like to harder. dance, I like to party, I like to wear sequins. I still do wear sequins a lot around the kids. For no reason. <laughs> For literally no reason. But even just think about the people... You know, the things you might have done otherwise, right? Like a lot of people around later in life start like painting and everything. My mom. And yeah, you might start doing that, but if she hadn't had kids, she'd probably years, be like right? the next Van Gogh. But we had kids, and you, you know what? She had to devote a lot of time to my brothers and myself, and it ruined her life. It's just the way it goes. Good you news, she's painting. Shift again. your priorities, right? She's All right. So, um, the last couple of, a couple of, again, I, we split this up into two episodes. There's a lot more shit to get into. Oh my um, God. So much next shit. Next week about why it's okay to hate your kids. That's a big thing for me. We're going to get into that next week, either with you or Pete. Hopefully Pete can join his, his, uh, He really daughter wants is, me to not be here. <laughs> his daughter is back in ballet, right? So he, he can't always make have it. Have you but, talked about how cool his daughter is? Uh, we have a lot of times. Mergers and acquisitions. She's pretty cool. All right. So what? that's her nickname. Um, so a couple of random things I wanted to get to before we wrap up this, this episode, right? So JKS Smith says he wish he had known that they literally never shut the fuck up ever. 
Literally never. I assumed people were exaggerating. It's impossible to exaggerate. So we keep talking about the hammer. He's five. He had a speech delay. You know, he wasn't talking much at the beginning. We were with my parents this weekend. They were like, holy shit. This dude never fucking stops talking. Like, look, it's not all completely clear. We understand it, but it's very good. But he can't stop talking. He can't. That I don't even think I put out there yet, which is like his new favorite catchphrase is, excuse me, I need to say something. Only he needs to say something <laughs> every most nonsense minute thing of you've ever heard. <laughs> no, the best catchphrase is that I've taught him when he asks for something uh, nicely. He has to quote Superman 2. He has to say, please, General Sir, please put my father down. Nobody gets it. No There's sense. No, <laughs> people. no one makes... Hmm. Anyway, so Elise underscore Patrick. Elise is the name of the mom on uh, Family Ties. I love it. Says that sometimes the noise gets overwhelming. I now understand the term, I can't hear myself think. And I will agree, especially with we have two kids. We're going to get into some of the, the misconceptions or whatever people have with multiple kids next week. Um, but I got to say, it is unbelievably loud. The two kids, they're always at each other. I'm a little better at dealing up. Well... Here's the thing. If they're screaming at each other, obviously we got problems. And I'm gonna notice it. But sometimes like the white noise of children just being loud. You just as ignore fuck, it. You I can ignore, ignore it and you cannot. No. You're it like just grates on your soul. It does, it grates on my soul. Troublesome Trader says vacations are so fucking hard. As people like to say, when you go with kids, they're not vacations, they're trips. Right? True. Because you're not relaxing. I shared my old post about how we, a few years ago on, on Winter break, we went to Philadelphia, and the kids were in, we were all in the same room, and the kids were sleeping, and we had to go into the hallway to, like, pop the champagne and have a little happy hour out in the hallway, because it's the only way to have any kind of alone time when you're all in the same hotel room on a trip. Champagne. It was just, like, warm beer. And it was Zima. You used to fucking me. love Zima. In high school. I did, did love really? Zima. I did. You shouldn't be drinking illegally. It leads to crack cocaine. <laughs> And then uh, Candidly Kim says that she wished she had known how fucking long it takes to get in the car and leave your house. Yes. That's what I wish I knew before getting married. <laughs> because Look, I guarantee you, please. dad and buried is ready to leave the house 20 minutes after the fact. Uh, false, like all the false. kids are in the car. You are doing it makeup for like 45 minutes after we're all ready. So then oh, what happens is we're all ready to go and then we have to cycle through a whole thing. So oh, yeah, by the so time you finish makeup. the makeup, we've all gotten wrapped up in the latest episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier anyone, and we need to finish it. Anyone who's seen my stories knows it's not a whole ton of makeup going on. And <laughs> second, first of all, you're not starting shows. I have literally had the kids in the car Dad and Barry said he's ready. He's let them all in. He's opened the door. He's taken the keys with him. I'm like stuck in a hundred degree car. Dudes, let's be honest. Dudes in the bathroom. Dudes taking yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And like, we're yeah, all are my bowels on a schedule? Car. Are my yeah, bowels on a schedule? No, they're they're not. Not. no they have not. to go. I can't control my bowels. <laughs> they have to go the minute we're trying to leave the house. When it happens, it's not head. natural to deny your bowels. <laughs> Right, right. You know what? I, hopefully, Pete will be back for next week. This we can is have about all of this. You can check out the podcast on, on Apple, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe and tell your friends, guys. You know, you can't deny your bounce. Just the way it is. We'll catch you next week. Maybe she'll be here. Maybe she won't. Peace.